this video, I'm going to be sharing with you three beliefs that shift during spiritual awakening. I'm going to show you how you can also have this kind of transition so that you transform your life. Welcome back to another video. My name is Aaron and I help people expand their consciousness. Now in this video, I'm going to be sharing with you those three beliefs that shift during spiritual awakening. I'm sure there's more than three. However, these are the three main ones that I've noticed in my own life when I had a spiritual awakening. Now a spiritual awakening is perhaps, perhaps, perhaps one of the purposes of life. Now when we come into our life experience, there is something we forget. We forget that we are immortal spiritual beings of temporary human experiences. So we're born into some type of situation, we're born into different circumstances, and we grow up thinking, this is who I am, this is who I am, not knowing that we are so much more than we can even imagine. And the moment we become aware that we are more than just the ego structure is the moment that we start to expand. I remember when I went through my spiritual awakening back in 2012, I was feeling a lot of resistance at the time. I was working at Nordstrom's and Women's Shoes and I simply decided that what I was going to do is I was going to start to meditate. The reason behind that was because at the time I was taking Adderall which is the prescription that they give out for people that have what's called ADHD. I took that and the side effects of it were you couldn't eat very much, you couldn't sleep very much. I eventually found that of meditation online. I was like, I need something else because there's such harsh side effects of this. Uh, I would take it when I was at work and I'd make a lot of money because it was a sales commission job working at uh, Nordstrom's. However, I wanted something that didn't have the harsh side effects. So I was doing my research online, came up and found out, hey, meditation gets a similar result without the harsh side effects. So I said, okay, I'm gonna try this. When I tried it, about three days in, wasn't immediate, three days in I started to feel this shift in awareness inside of me. I started to feel completely different. I started to become aware of the beliefs I had about who I am and how that was controlling my life experience. I became aware of the past identity that I really identified with because I went through pain growing up and I thought that I, that's what I was worthy of. And I started to become aware of all these little parts of what I believed to be true and how that was being reflected back to me. And then from that point, I learned how to observe my thoughts. And when that happened, I started to be aware that I am not my thoughts. I am generating these thoughts, but they are not who I am. That's when my whole life began to shift. And from that moment on, from about two weeks after that, I remember feeling so good. I was walking around my room. I would say on a scale, I talk about the scale of consciousness a lot, but on the scale of one to 10, of one feeling not great at all, 10 feeling amazing. I normally, before spiritual awakening, felt about a three to a five out of 10. So it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good, and then it wasn't that great either. And then after spiritual awakening, I started to feel at a seven or an eight out of 10. And I thought the feeling was gonna go away. I was like, is this too good to be true? This feeling is here, I just felt so good. And from that moment on, it became my natural set point. Now, of course, it still fluctuates. Not enlightenment, this is an enlightenment that I'm talking about. I'm talking about a spiritual awakening. And from that moment, I became aware and it was like it was like the lesser emotions I would feel would be more like frustration versus back in the day, the emotional range I would have would be like anger or you know something much more dramatic than that of where it is afterwards. So this is like the shift in consciousness that I'm talking about. It's feeling and raising the vibrational set point. When that happened, 
I started to feel totally different about reality and I just simply knew that this is not all there is. That we look around, we see physical reality and we think that this is the way everything is but it's nothing but a reflection and that's what spiritual awakening is. If you're watching this video right now, my bet is that you have gone through a spiritual awakening or you are going through a spiritual awakening or you're about to go through a spiritual awakening because you can only perceive of that which you are the vibration of and if you even clicked on this video then you're already in it. So absorb it, be ready for it and just say yes to whatever comes up. So the first belief that shifts during that of a spiritual awakening is the belief that we are just our ego, that our ego is who we are. I identified my whole life with my ego thinking that this is who I am and that was what really held me back because I didn't realize that there was so much more. Now in life what you become aware of in a spiritual awakening is that in a way your body is like an avatar. It's like an avatar that you use for a period of time while you're here. It's made up of physicalness, of carbon and all these other elements and we go around and we have this avatar that in the beginning is not aware that it is an avatar. It's like if you were playing the video game Sims and you're playing the game and you think that that's who you are. When you know that that's not who you are, that's like a character that you're playing and what happens is most people live their whole lives playing as the character trying to become something more and they play as the avatar not aware that they are more than the avatar, not aware that they are an immortal spiritual being living a very temporary human experience. So because of that perspective shift of going from I am at the whims of society, I am at the effect, uh, thinking that everything is simply the way it is. When we shift into that level of knowing that we are more than our physical body, that our avatar, the body that we have is something we use, it starts to become much more fun because then we realize that we don't have to identify so much with the ego. We can start to become more aware of our thoughts. That was the shift for me was when I learned how to observe my thoughts rather than react to my thoughts. I remember that it was uh, about two days in to learning meditation. The first two days there's a lot of resistance because here I am trying to control my thoughts. When you try to control your thoughts you create inner resistance. But the second day I remember reading something about observing thoughts. Just observe and allow them to be there and it's like okay I'm going to try that. So what I did is I stared at a candle flame. Now why a candle flame? Well when I stare at a candle flame it's my eyes are focused on one spot because my eyes aren't wandering around my mind's not wandering. I remember one time I was in yoga, uh, Bikram yoga and they, they say that. They say, and eyes that wanders, a mind that wanders and it's so true because if you've seen people before that maybe seem more scattered, you notice that they'll look around a lot but if you focus on one point, it's almost like the mind kind of starts to calm down. So I focused on that candle flame, I observed my thoughts, I allowed them be, to be there. Before that, what I was doing is I was trying to control them because I also learned about the law of attraction and was really starting to get into that. So I'm like, oh if I think negative thoughts then I'm going to attract something bad. Don't think negative thoughts, don't think negative thoughts and then what happened? More of them. So instead what I did is I observed the thoughts, I allowed them to be there and I realized that that's just my avatar doing its thing. All the mind does is repeat old stuff. All the mind does is reiterate the past experiences. All the mind does is try to survive. The mind is not wired to thrive, the mind is wired to survive. So when we become more aware that that's all it's doing, we can start to see it's just doing its thing. It's just doing its thing and you allow it to just do its thing. And from that point, what then happens is you start to become more present to the moment. 
You start to shift into presence. You start to become here and now. And when you start to feel into the present moment, that's where everything begins to change. That's where your vibrational set point would change. But you must first off become aware that you are not your thoughts and that this experience, believing that your ego is who you are, will many times hold you back. Now, ego is a part of who you are, but it's not, you don't want to identify completely with it. It's like a vehicle. You might have a vehicle, but you are not your vehicle. But you may use the vehicle, you may drive around in it, you may like it, but it doesn't mean that you identify with it. You say, I, this is who I, this is all that I am. So, the key to this is understanding that you are so much more than you can even imagine that when you incarnate in earth, you forget who you are. You come here, you incarnate and we have this avatar body that we use in this physical reality and this is not all of who we are. This is just a part of it and when we pass at the end of our life, we let go of this avatar and we move into a new state of being a higher level of consciousness, a higher dimension, whatever it might be. However, I don't know exactly what that is but I do know I'm here right now. I'm present to the moment and the goal is to not be identified with that of the avatar self. To be more present, to be here because here and now is where everything begins to change. Now the second belief that shifts during spiritual awakening is knowing that the outside reality that you experience, knowing that that is not set. Normally we think Outside is the way it is. Reality is the way it is. The truth is, reality is a reflection of what you believe to be true and reality is a reflection in general. So normally what people do, even with the law of attraction, is people are going outside, external to them, to try to change things in their life. They're trying to change the different circumstances, saying, you know what, things will be perfect if only I had this. If only this person were in my life or if only I was making this type of money, then I would be happy. And they then go externalizing, looking for the external validation in order to feel that. Now during a spiritual awakening, what you realize is that the outside is a reflection of the inside. So instead of being here at your core and then going out there to change it, what you do instead is you change first off how you feel on the inside. You change how you relate to the mirror reflection. Just like you know you wouldn't go over to a mirror, stare into the mirror and then say, once you change your reflection, then I'll change. You know that you'd be sitting there forever. But you know, just as much as you can't go and try to change the reflection on the mirror because all it is is a mirror reflection, all you should do is change your expression on your face and be happy. In the same way, it's a similar type thing. In order for everything to become okay in your life, you must become okay with everything. Remember that mantra, in order for everything to be okay, you must become okay with everything. Start to heal yourself by understanding that the world itself is not set. These things, these beliefs we have about the way things are, those aren't set. That's not built into reality. Reality is simply a reflection of what we believe to be true. I've tested this many, many times before where I challenge my own belief system. I've shared the story before because this just happened recently. I've been going through my own shift over the last like two months I would say of learning about this more expanded point of consciousness of how to be more present to the moment rather than trying to get somewhere else other than where we currently are. We're going to embody more of the emotions that we want right now. And the other day my buddy and I, it's about two weeks ago, my buddy and I were at this place in Vegas that we always go eat, 
my buddy Victor, and we were eating there. And we go up to the front cashier. We eat there about three, four times a week. It's like this healthy spot, so we can go there more than just once a week. It's not a cheat meal. We go there, we order, and the lady at the front always seems to have kind of this bad attitude. So we go outside because we sit in this patio area. We have our number, and I remember we were talking about it because she seemed like I asked for like ice or something like that. I asked for ice or something, and she's like, "Go, go over to the ice machine and get it." And normally, any other person there just scoops. There's like this sink full of uh, this like separate ice thing. It's like the Sonic ice. It's like the really good ice. And she's like, "Go over there and do it." She, I felt like she was power tripping or something. I was like, "Just fill it up." You know what I mean? Because the ice machine doesn't always work. And we go there every day. And we spend a lot of money there. So. That was my that was my thought process, but she kind of had attitude. Always feels like she kind of had a bad attitude. So I thought to myself, we go outside. Victor and I then it's like she always seems like she doesn't like us or something. Like maybe she doesn't like us. And then I thought about it. I was like, maybe that's a story we have about her. Maybe in reality, we always expect her to have a bad mood, to be in a bad mood. So there's one girl that's always in a bad mood. That's the story we tell ourselves. So therefore, every time we show up, maybe we show up just when she's in a bad mood. Or maybe we bring that out of her because we remind her of someone else when she was younger or something that. Then she kind of turns into a bad mood. Who knows? Let's see. No, let's do something. Next time we come in tomorrow or two days when we come, because we go like every two days, let's drop that story and just allow her to be however she is. Have no expectation one way or the other. And just kind of know that she's going to be nicer. Just kind of have that like general expectation, but not an expectation that she has to be like the old story. So two days later, we went in, and I almost forgot about that we even set that intention. But as I'm ordering. She's like really nice. She's like making eye contact. Even when I ask for the drink, which I fill up with,、uh, what I fill up with is like BCA juice thing. She just scoops up the ice. Doesn't even doesn't even ask. She just, she just knows. She say, oh yeah, you like to fill up. Here you go. She's in a much better mood, and she's smiling. And we go sit down outside. I'm like, wow, like totally different person. Now, could it have been that our belief and our story that we are telling ourselves and telling ourselves about her? Even though it's just small, it's not like the biggest deal in the world, but just this general story expectation we have was controlling that life experience, and that now that we have shifted our life, our perception and our expectation, that then things shift. Could that be the case? You see, reality is what we believe to be true, and the story that we tell ourselves has a powerful effect over what we experience. When you realize that things in life are not set. You can then see that things are much more flexible than you thought. It's just that a lot of times we think things have to be complicated, or it has to be a certain way, or we have to do so much to change things. All you got to do is realize your beliefs are creating a reality. What do you believe to be true, and can you let go of what no longer serves? Now, the third belief that will shift when you have a spiritual awakening is knowing that you are not the result of your past. Your past happens, but the only thing that exists is this moment right now. What happens is something happened in the past, what we call the past. In a certain moment, we reacted in a certain way. We had maybe a jolt in our energy field. We maybe had resistance to what happened. And then what happens is, unless we deal with that, unless we feel that emotion of whatever happened, we will feel and continue to live that pattern out our whole entire life. Until we allow ourselves to let it be okay for whatever happened. So, in my past experience, for example, I went through seven years old to fifteen years old. I had an abusive stepmom in my life. My dad married her. She was controlling. She was manipulative. She was physically and mentally abusive. My dad's a firefighter. He's not home a lot. He believes what she says. He kind of like lets her take the the reins, and 
we, between that period of time, me and my brother weren't eat very much. We were very malnutritioned. Uh, we were only allowed to eat a bowl of cereal in the morning and a TV dinner at night. We were locked outside of the house most of the time. We had to do a lot of work outside. We weren't allowed to watch TV. We weren't allowed to have friends. We had to earn going to school. If we got in trouble for something we didn't do, we'd have to admit to lying about something we didn't do, and then we'd have to go to, uh, we'd get school taken away from us. No, you can't go to that band camp competition. You can't go to that friends debate competition. So 15 comes around, all of a sudden, my dad divorces her. Holla, you, you were able to have all this freedom now. It's like the best thing in the world. We're able to eat what we want. We're able to watch TV. We're able to like have friends. All the things that we weren't allowed to have for a good period of time of our life. Now, even after that, we still felt, I still felt like I was angry because of everything that happened, because I didn't have a normal childhood, because she brainwashed me and my brother to not like our mom for a period of time. So it's like we didn't have a relationship with her until we were 15 years old. My dad divorced Cheryl, or my ex-stepmom. So what happened is then I became aware when I went through the spiritual awakening, I was able to look at the past experience, and by looking at the past experience, I was able to see it in a new light. I was able to, instead of saying this stuff happened to me, to see that actually a lot of that pain led to me eventually having a spiritual awakening. Because that pressure caused me to go more within. And that may have led me to then going through what I've gone now to where now I can help people. Maybe I wouldn't be able to help people as, the, as much as I am because people would think that I was less unrelatable. Like almost like if I had everything given to me when I was a kid, then I was almost entitled and I wouldn't understand or be able to relate. But no, I'm positive. I'm like, people are always like, oh, you're so positive. Is it because that you've just had everything given to you when you're a kid? No, not at all. But the reason I am is because I went through all that pain. I've seen the exact opposite side of the spectrum. So everything in life I can be grateful for because I'm not in that kind of situation. But you see, I am not the result of my past. I picked my past out of my memory banks to explain to you because so many people going through a spiritual awakening have been through pain and it helps it so that people can also move through and see, hey, I can transmute the negativity I went through. But I choose to take that story out of the story bank to explain it to help other people in the process as well. However, I was able to see that that is not my past in the way that I have to identify with it and think that that has to be who I am in the present moment. I was able to relive it and to feel okay with my past. The moment I became okay with my past was the moment I started to drop patterns out of my life that no longer served me. Because even after my ex-stepmom, who was abusive and had the kind of characteristics that she does, she did and still does, and I don't have to see her anymore, I would still attract people into my life that reflected that kind of personality trait. One of my managers at Nordstrom's uh, like 10 years ago, or eight years ago, five, six years, I don't even know how long times go by so fast. She had the same type of personality traits. Here's the funny thing. She was protected by upper management, so it was almost impossible to get her fired. Within two weeks of me learning how to heal my past, for me to allow it to be there, for me going through the spiritual awakening, she was in my life for like four years while I was working in salon shoes at Nordstrom's here in Vegas. What happens is then, finally, she gets fired. And it was like, it was like one of those things. It was like, whoa, it finally happened. Like people were trying to get her, because she was literally talking down to people. It was like, it wasn't just like people were teaming up against her. She was talking down to people and it was like, she should have been fired a long time ago for how uh, she would talk to people. And she had almost the same personality traits as my ex-stepmom. But all of a sudden, I start meditating. I start observing. I start healing my past. She drops out of my life within a week of doing that because she no longer was serving my vibration. 
Now, from a certain perspective, am I saying that I'm the one that did that because I shifted my vibration and therefore, you know, I determine everyone else's vibration as well? Well, guess what? Reality is a reflection of what we believe to be true. So maybe it could have been, maybe it couldn't have been, I don't know. But what I do know is that reality is a reflection. That vibrational, that vibration no longer serves me. And from that moment on, I don't attract people of that kind of vibration anymore, of that kind of mentality. So it's something that begins to change as you change. Heal your past, complete your past. It's called completing your past when you allow yourself to feel whatever emotion comes up, embody it, feel it, allow it to be there, and then let it go. That's when things begin to change. Because then you let go of the patterns that no longer serve. So when you let all of this go, when you start to understand it, all these three things I'm sharing with you, you are going to increase your energy field. You're going to increase your energy because then you're going to realize that you don't have to identify so much with your avatar, with your ego. You don't have to identify with trying to change the mirror reflection as if changing the mirror is going to be the cure. More so you realize it's just about changing yourself, that you are not the result of your past. When you become aware of these three things, you then have more energy to move from doing and having into being. That is the shift in consciousness. When you have to do something and you have to try to have something, you're trying, which implies struggle, which means you're not already where you want to be. That's the identification with the ego because the ego always wants more. Instead, be here now. Say yes to the present moment and then choose that which you want to experience. That is the shift in consciousness. And that's something I am creating right now is actually something called the shift experience. It is going to be that of a step-by-step process that shows you how to shift your level of consciousness so that you move from being at the uh, effect of everything to start being at the cause, to wake up from the dream of duality that we are in, to wake up to know that you can choose and create the life that you want from a higher vibrational state of consciousness. And from that point, understand that everything in your life that you believe to be true is reflected back to you. So if you change what you believe to be true, you change your whole reality. If you want to get updates as to when the shift experience comes live, you will see a link at the top of the description box below. I will also be traveling and doing that of seminars all over the world called the shift experience. So if that's something that you want to be a part of, go and sign up below. You will get updates to those whole process. Also, I will be doing more live Q&As on Instagram, so if you want to interact with me, you will see Instagram right here. I also post daily content there as well. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this video. Feel free to like this video if you liked it, subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the little notification gear next to the subscribe button so that you can see the daily vids that I do. And other than that, as always, peace, much love, and namaste.